Today is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022, and Ron Savage savages Democrat Charlie Crist in debate. Rubio canvasser attacked for wearing a DeSantis hat and Rubio shirt. Republicans attacked in the streets. And Alex Stein, friend of the show and a comedian, great guy, was spit on and mobbed at Penn State when he was giving a speech. And Alex Stein will join the show soon. Hear directly from him. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. Ladies and gentlemen, last night we had a debate in Florida. Now, this says a lot about Republicans. Let's just start off from the get by saying that there is absolutely no reason for Ron DeSantis to be debating human Q-tip been left out in the sun far too long with uh, with 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 bronzer, uh, orange bronzer on his skin. That's what Charlie Chris looks like. He looks like a Q-tip that has been sort of shoved into the sand on a hot desert beach, and he had like orange bronzer dripped in him. He is a gross-looking man. He's a total weirdo. He's running a terrible campaign. He's down by 10,000 points. Charlie Chris will not be the governor of this state. Charlie Chris is going to get his ass Christ's by Ron DeSantis. But Ron Savage went and debated anyway, and that's a good thing. It's very healthy. You see in places like Arizona, where Katie Hobbs refuses to debate Carrie Lake. There are refusals to debate all around the country. This happens in New York. This is happening in some major states that libs are controlling and running scared because they know that these debates give them a chance to get their asses kicked on national TV, just like it's going to happen tonight when Dr. Oz debates John Fetterman. Yo, this is going to be wall to wall. Get ready for that debate. This is going to end once and for all John Fetterman's chances in Pennsylvania. And they know this because they are deeply unpopular. Progressivism progresses like a cancer, and it is as popular as cancer around America. They have nothing to run on. And so they refused to debate. But Ron DeSavage went and debated anyway, which I think is a chit for him. That's a uh, a mark of bravery for Ron DeSantis. And when he walked into this debate, well, let's just say that Ron DeSantis had already the upper hand. He's wildly popular in Florida, but there are some major issues that Ron DeSavage came down on and were able to just absolutely decimate human Q-tip hybrid. First on abortion, ladies and gentlemen, that Democrats thought, and they prayed to Mulock that abortion would be their winning issue. They saw the Dobbs decision. They saw Roe v. Wade get struck down and they said, finally, finally, something that's not the economy or gas prices that we can run on because everything they say, we pass an infrastructure bill, gas prices. Oh, we're bombing Ukraine, gas prices. Every single accomplishment that they, oh, we spent billions of dollars, gas prices. That's all you need to say in order to Talk through what the average voter is thinking. Grocery prices. That's it. Grocery and gas prices. They thought abortion would be their saving grace because they worship Mulak. And it's not true. Abortion is not even remotely one of the top issues that people care about. And this is, of course, a, a panic time for libs. Again, very funny. The people who masked you and who said that you had to get an injection in order to go to work uh, are the ones who are screaming now, my body, my choice. It's far more accurate statement 
your body, my choice, which is the way that the left and the fascists have always thought. And Rhonda Savage went in hard on this issue last night. It's a thing of beauty. Watch. Governor, you have you 30 know what seconds. Is, Charlie Chris has not only supported abortion up until the moment of birth, he even voted against the Infant Born Alive Act, which would have had medical care for an infant that survives an abortion attempt and is born alive. He's also somebody, uh, something a little bit of a chameleon. I mean, he used to support a federal constitutional amendment that outlawed all abortion regardless of any type of exceptions. Now he's taken the other extreme position. The question is, is this an honest change of heart, or is this a guy that's going to shift with whatever win he needs to to try to keep his political career alive? I think we all know the answer to that question. So he called him a chameleon. Uh, Charlie Crist essentially uh, countered that by saying that Ron DeSantis is the most anti-business governor in um, Florida history because he attacked woke Disney because woke Disney wants to indoctrinate your children and use their powerful cultural mechanisms to do so, to indoctrinate your children in sick, woke, sexualized ideology. So... No, Ron DeSantis is not the most anti-business governor. He talked about the lockdowns and Ron DeSantis also a body blow here. I would also say this. You mentioned, Liz, that people are flocking to Florida. That would not have happened if Charlie Crist had his way. He wrote me a letter in July of 2020 saying you need to shut down the state of Florida. He said you need to force people to shelter in their own homes. That would have destroyed the state of Florida. That would have caused that would have caused our tourism industry to go into the toilet. It would have locked out millions of kids from school. I rejected Charlie Crist's lockdown letter. I kept the state open and I kept the state free. And we now have the biggest budget surplus in the history of Florida. Uh, we have a 2.5% unemployment, governor, second lowest on time. record. And we just did the biggest tax cut in Florida Thank history. Thank you, Governor. That's time. Time and time again, Charlie Crist was essentially browbeaten by Ron DeSantis. It was just a, it was just a whipping fest uh, over the unpopular and extremely uh, degenerate policies of the left, including but not limited to critical race theory, which, of course, is wildly unpopular. There's a clip on MSNBC where they got a Republican, a Democrat and an independent together, and they were asking them about regular policies that are happening here in this country. And every one of them agreed that there is this sick sexual and racial indoctrination in schools and that that's wrong. And the MSNBC clip, we don't have it handy, but the MSNBC clip, the, the host was like shocked because the Democrat, the Republican and the Independent, who were supposed to disagree during this panel, all agreed. Yo, like there's this mother of like seven, a black mother from the inner city of seven. That's, and she was like, yo, I don't want my kids learning some type of like creepy, weird, kinky sexual stuff in school. I also don't want them to learn to hate each other based on skin color. So Rhonda Savage went in hard on critical race theory. Here's what it sounded like. I'm proud of our history. I don't want to teach kids to hate our country. I don't want to teach kids to hate each other. And the way to stop discrimination on the basis of race is to stop discriminating on the basis of race. Boom, baby. I mean, listen, this is a winning message. It really is sometimes so simple. You just have to let the other team hand you the ball and you just need to run the other direction. And that's exactly what's happening right now electorally around the country. You simply need to say, Gas prices, grocery prices, anti-racism, 
That's what we are doing. Anti racism, by definition, is judging someone based on their skin color. I judge Charlie Crist because his skin is very crispy and very orange, okay? It's probably wrong. Maybe I'm anti-orange. Who knows? But, ladies and gentlemen, it's wrong. It's obviously evil to do that from a structural level. It's also illegal. You have something called the Civil Rights Act here in this country. You can't judge people based on their skin color. You can't hire people based on their skin color. You can't get people mortgages based on their skin color like Bank of America is trying to do. Harvard's trying to bring in students based on their skin color. They're getting their asses sued over that right now in the Supreme Court, and we believe that they are going to lose. Don DeSantis, of course, went in hard on a major issue that is of great concern to people in the state of Florida, human trafficking. There is a, a large illegal immigrant population here in Florida, even though Ron DeSantis likes to fly them uh, out of here to Martha's Vineyard. He talked about human trafficking, and there have been a couple of major deaths in Florida of various police officers, mothers, children, based on illegal criminal migrants, drunk driving in this state, slaughtering people. It's a real problem here. A lot of migrants want to come to Florida because of the jobs and because of the climate, because of the atmosphere here, and they must do so legally. All, I live inside of a majority Hispanic, uh, a very large Hispanic majority city here in Tampa. Uh, and those people, uh, the Cuban population here in Tampa, some of those patriotic people you'll ever meet in your life. Not against immigration, against illegal immigration, criminal migration, and criminal migration, extremely dangerous. Ron DeSantis knocks it out of the park. And I signed legislation raising the penalties for people who are trafficking fentanyl and fentanyl analogs. If you're trafficking that garbage, that poison, you are killing people in our state and we are going to treat you like the murderer that you are. Welcome to the month of October. We are one month away from the midterm elections, and that means that The Benny Show is on the road. We are giving speeches, we are making documentaries, and we are attending events to help elect freedom fighters all across the nation. Now, what does that also mean? It means that we are going to be inside of places with vectors for germs, airports, airplanes, public bathrooms, things like that. You end up getting sick when you're traveling as much as we are right now. And so that is why we never leave home without our Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell is the next generation of dietary supplements. If you take supplements in pill form, now is the time to change. Studies show that you do not absorb the nutrients in pills. Actually, 165% more absorption is found in Healthy Cell. It's a gel, it tastes great, and you're getting the nutrients that you need to stay healthy and keep going on the road. We have got to perform. We want to save this country, and that is why we trust Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell is a multivitamin that does the job right and tastes great, and it keeps you going. Visit HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. That's HealthyCell.com, and use the code Benny for 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. We're going to treat you like the murderer you are. So law and order candidate, that's what Ron DeSantis is running on, straight up law and order. He's actually arrested a number of people and they're charging a number of people for voter fraud here in Florida. We covered that last week. So Ron DeSantis is running as the law and order candidate and also as the economic boom candidate. Ron DeSantis is a victim of his own success. It is expensive to live in Florida. Housing prices have gone crazy because everyone wants to live here. You can go buy a house in Detroit for like the price of a VCR. But you can't buy a house in Florida. You can barely get started here. Uh, that's why we are thankful for your support on The Benny Show. We're helping young creators and young patriots here in the state of Florida uh, get their 
get their foot in the door. And uh, Royce is and sweet. Royce is one of them. Royce, you gonna say hi to the people? This is a young man who just got married, getting his start here in Florida. This is what you're supporting here by supporting our program. Royce is up. I just, I just want to say that Benny forgot my uh, my light again. He still has my light. He stole it. <laughs> I did steal the light. <laughs> did steal the light. I'll get it tomorrow. I'm so dark over here. You know, no one can see me. Ah, yes, but you have brightness in your soul, Royce. So uh, the brightness that Royce does not have is uh, cheap home prices because, well, it's expensive to live in Florida. So Charlie Chris was hitting Ron DeSantis for that. Ron DeSantis talking about the key issue for Americans, which is inflation and the economy. The economy is wildly good here in the state of Florida, talking about inflation, which is a national issue affecting young men like Royce. Again, thank you for watching. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get Royce's first house. Ron DeSavage on inflation, the number one issue for Americans right now in this country, regardless of what poll you're looking at. Well, we know that these are the effects of the Biden Chris policies, the worst inflation in 40 years. And Charlie Chris votes with Biden 100% of the time. And he says that Biden is the best president he's ever seen. So he's locked together with these policies that have hurt so many people throughout our state and our country. Here's what we're going to do. One, we have the fifth lowest gas prices in the country right now because we did do a gas tax holiday. We're proud of that. What we're going to do for Floridians who commute, we're going to reduce tolls by 50% statewide for all commuters in the state of Florida. We are going to make all baby items, diapers, cribs, wipes, you name it, tax-free permanently in the state of Florida so you can raise kids and get by. You know, we have a five and a four and a two-year-old. Our two oldest are out of diapers. My wife asked me, why didn't you propose that your first year in office? Well, you live and you learn. And we're also going to say that pet food uh, is going to be tax-free in the state of Florida. So this is going to be the largest tax relief plan in the history of the state of Florida. You're able to do that when you have a strong economy and the largest budget surplus in history, which we have right now. Congressman, you have one minute. Dude, okay, I've got to tell you, if you're looking to win forever as a uh, young father and as somebody who is working through Joe Biden's absolute uh, train wreck economy, uh, dog crap economy, it is very nice to look at tax-free items for babies and children. It is a wonderful thing to support families and the creation of families and to provide incentives. There are so many perverse incentives in this country. There are incentives to help you if you are raising your children without a father. There's incentives to help you if you are someone who is committing uh, uh, morally egregious activity like human smuggling or drug trafficking. The government incentivizes evil, degenerate behavior, and it shouldn't. The purpose of the government is to maintain a societal order and a societal health. And so it should be actually be incentivizing good behaviors. It should make a moral decision on good behaviors. It should be anti-child mutilation, like we covered yesterday, Joe Biden endorsing child mutilation at the White House, the lowest point in the president's history of the American peoples, the lowest point in the history of the U.S. presidency. The degeneracy has led to deeply unhappy people, and we're going to cover here in a moment, the spate of violence on the left that has been ongoing uh, and perennial, essentially, every single year because these people have been given over to the dark side. There's no other way to say it. They are, they are darkened in their souls. They are darkened in their minds. And then they resort to violence. This is what years of programming 
and debased degeneracy, brain damage that happens inside of our public institutions to these children. This is what the result is. We're going to cover a number of stories about leftist violence because now they're going to see the power slipping away from them. They're going to see that they are losing, that they are not in control of this country, that they are actually, they've been lied to. And so they're going to lash out. And we'll be joined in just a moment by Alex Stein, who was just a victim of assault on the campus of Penn State in Pennsylvania, Big Ten school, very big school, very peaceful part of the world, you'd think. But he was literally attacked by a mob last night. We're going to talk to Alex in just a moment. This is the result, again, of a darkened worldview, a worldview absent of God, absent of morals, and absent of reality. And with that, all you have is nihilism. You're left with just the nihilistic left. And so that is what we fight for. That is what Rhonda Savage fought for yesterday in his debate, which he just absolutely clowned Charlie Crist. Charlie Crist thought he got DeSantis at one moment. And I was a little nervous watching this, actually. There was one moment where Charlie Crist is saying, are you going to run again for president? Sorry, let me correct that. Are you going to run for president? Okay. Will you be running for president? Will you serve out a full term? So Charlie Chris went in hard on this question, and you're not supposed to ask during this debate, the forum was, you're not supposed to ask each other questions. And so what you see here in this clip is that Ron DeSantis is reticent to answer this question because he's sitting back. You're not supposed to break the rules. The rules are you're not supposed to be questioning each other. Charlie Chris goes in and goes, hey, are you going to serve a full term? You going to serve a full term? Huh? Or are you going to run for president? You're just going to use this to run for president. Durr. And that's what that that was like the big gotcha, right? And you could feel you could feel sort of the tension in the audience. You could sort of sense it. And Ron DeSantis was this was the moment where you have the fatality. If you play Mortal Kombat, fatality. This is the TKO moment that uh, really just landed for the Savage. Take it away. And Ron, Ron, you talk about Joe Biden a lot. I understand. You think you're going to be running against him. I can see how you might get confused. But you're running for governor. You're running for governor. And I have a question for you. You're running for governor. Why don't you look in the eyes of the people of the state of Florida and say to them, if you're reelected, you will serve a full four-year term as governor. Yes or no? Yes or no, Ron? Will you serve a full four-year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. We did not agree on the candidates asking each other questions. Governor, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Trist. <laughs> thug life version the thug life drop you can see you can see it in his eyes okay and i've spent some time with ron desantis uh you can see it in his eyes when he knows that he's got him that hesitation was certainly not because ron desantis was scared he was trying to i guess follow the rules he asked permission to respond and then he comes in with the thor hammer of destruction we added a uh, thug life clip to this i think it's worth play. we played it in the cold open Roy's put together a little thug life version of this. Why not play it again? Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris.
I got a family member who's really bad at balancing her budget. And as a small business owner, I've helped her go through her line items and see what her expenses are at the end of the month and help tally them up so that she can stay on budget. She's on a fixed income. And so we help her out. Now, I was shocked to see the amount of money that she is spending for her and her kids to have a cell phone plan. It's one of the first things we did to help her hit her budget every single month is to adjust that wildly inflated bill for cell phone coverage. It is the year 2022. This is one of the number one ways that you can save with your bills. And you got to save because you can see what's happening to the economy right now. You can see what Joe Biden is doing. You got to protect what's yours today. Step one, I told her was switch your cell phone service to PureTalk, America's most reliable 5G network, and you don't have to sacrifice coverage for a fortune every month. I mean, take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you know how much you pay. It's going to be hundreds of bucks. With PureTalk, you can get unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. That's real saving, and it can go to cover groceries, gas. Pure Talk has never raised their rates, and they're run by patriots. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter the code Benny, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com and enter the code Benny to save right now with the company that I trust with my business and my family, Pure Talk. Okay, <laughs> it's good. It does, it's come on, come on. Grand Theft Auto music. It's good. It was clear that Ron DeSantis won this debate. He didn't have to debate. Ron DeSantis is, however, a brave man. And I believe that these debates are very valuable to the political discourse. You don't have people debating in states like Pennsylvania and Arizona, states like California. The Democrats view these debates as beneath them or as uh, uh, potentially fatal to their candidacies because they are so unpopular right now. And so it's not it's not good when you're not able to see in stark contrast the people standing on stage. How much was the 2016 presidential race won by Donald Trump because of the debates? And I bet right now, if I were to ask you watching today, what is your favorite line from Donald Trump during those debates that every every one of the thousands of people watching right now would go would go because you'd be in jail. Because you'd be in jail. It's just good. It's just good that Donald Trump's not in charge of the law in this country. Because you'd be in jail. Boom! It's moments like that that actually show you and demonstrate the difference between the candidates. Now, Donald Trump didn't put Hillary Clinton in jail. We'll see what happens next time around. So this is the debate for Charlie Chris and uh, Ron DeSantis. It, it was a destructive, destructive performance by Ron DeSantis. I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. I'm saying that because, yo, he just he just owned in this debate and for good reason, honestly, because the left in Florida uh, in early voting is getting destroyed. They're winning a single county Miami-Dade in early voting. Every other county is swinging wildly and egregiously rightward. Even counties like ours, which is like supposed to be a Democrat stronghold, is starting to tilt to the right. It's incredible. Should Benny run for mayor of Tampa? Should we run for mayor? Let's talk about it, okay? Let's talk about it. Let's give it a few years. Let's broadcast here. Let's build a media empire, and then we'll run this city. It'll be incredible. We'll rename it Red Kingdom. Tom Brady will be my, uh, Tom Brady will be my, my vice governor, mayor, 
however that works. I'll have to study it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to create a thing that we have been warning about for a long time on this program, which is desperation. So the desperation in the left, the desperation that the left will have as they have been radicalized and turned into drooling, feral, brain-dead lizards by the corporate press is that they are going to start behaving violently. And this is what happens with all fascistic movements. You can't find any moment where the right has behaved violently. You can't. You can find some jackasses that pushed cops around at the Capitol. That's fi- they, th- that has been covered in abstentium and in ad nauseum. It's like a two-hour, that's like a two-hour fest there. This is not like a two-year fest. We've suffered two solid years of leftist violence. I am sick of hearing of January 6th, and I truly hope that Republicans have the balls to go and start to investigate and to erode and to lock up and to throw away the keys some of these goons who create political violence on the left. It is time for that hammer of justice to swing, ladies and gentlemen, and for people to start being perp-walked. I want to see them in chains, these people who do stuff like this. Rubio campaign canvasser, seriously injured, violent attack for wearing DeSantis hat and Rubio shirt. Apparently, this guy was walking through a neighborhood in Florida, of all places, knocking doors for the Marco Rubio campaign on Monday afternoon. Last night, one of our canvassers was wearing a T-shirt and a DeSantis hat, and he was brutally attacked by four animals who told him Republicans weren't allowed in their neighborhood in Halea, Florida, Rubio's campaign posted on Twitter. He suffered internal bleeding, broken jaw, facial reconstructive surgery will be needed, the campaign added. The stuff is sickening. It is the outgrowth of a worldview that says if we can't have power, then we will have violence. And this is the way that fascistic tendencies always go. This is the way that these movements always spread. Here's Marco Rubio talking about the attack uh, yesterday. In Florida, a man canvassing for Senator Marco Rubio was mugged on Sunday, according to Rubio. The man was wearing a Rubio t-shirt and had a DeSantis hat on, and his attackers told him Republicans were not allowed in their neighborhood. Rubio says his canvasser suffered a broken jaw and internal bleeding. Police have reportedly made one arrest, though their report did not confirm whether the attack was politically motivated. Well, these people are savages, and they have been made that by a deeply uh, criminal enterprise known as our corporate press, fully integrated vertically with the DNC, in order to tell them that the other side is Hitler, essentially. That's what they've been told, okay? So you have to live inside of the warped brain and, 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 and putting brain of the left. These people are brain damaged. They are mutants. They look like freaks. They act like freaks. And wait till you see our next story on what happened to Alex Stein at Penn State. Ladies and gentlemen, what you have here are brain damaged people. And so what they're going to do when they believe that the party of Hitler or the Nazis are going to be taking power, well, they're going to, what, what, what wouldn't you do to stop a Nazi, right? What wouldn't you do to stop Hitler? This is the banality and the evil of the lie that they've been told. And so this is something that really, you really need to go to the root of the issue. And you're going to need to reprogram these poor people. I mean, seriously, you're going to have to say it's, you know, this is a, this is a republic 
and the pendulum of power will swing back and forth. And sometimes you'll win, sometimes you'll lose. This is something that Republicans understand uh, presently. But you can go back in history, in the people's history of Democrats, uh, back to like my childhood about them denying elections. Now, Ted Cruz was on The View yesterday and just owned these ladies on The View by pulling out a list of election denialism from Democrats. It starts with George W. Bush stealing an election. Joe Biden himself said that George W. Bush was not the legitimate president. Now, imagine if you've been conditioned like that, and then you get conditioned inside of higher education. They make these little, these little Marxist, uh, these little, these little Marxist proteges who are told that the other side is simply evil, right? And that all, like that, you, what you must do is you must confront that all is justified in confronting them. They're, they should not be allowed human rights. It's dehumanizing and debasing this entire movement. They shouldn't be allowed to speak. We must stop them at all and all, by any means necessary. That's what you saw in 2020. So here we go. By any means necessary. Yesterday at Penn State, Alex Stein, who is a comedian, who is a conservative commentator, who is a dude who gives like funny raps uh, at open mics for various Dallas area city council meetings and stuff. He's the guy who goes in and raps like wearing a transgender swimsuit outfit or like raps about how much he loves Fauci while he's wearing like nine masks. He's a comedian. And he was at Penn State in order to give a speech with Gavin McGinnis uh, and he, presumably in order to give like a comedy bit and to make fun of the left. And how was he met at Penn State? How was he met during his speech? You ever heard the term throwing fuel on the fire? This is exactly what our federal government is doing with inflation. They are adding to inflation. They are trying to make your life worse in order to keep power. That's why the consumer price index right now is increasing yet again. The stock market is in total turmoil and our leaders are spending more money. That's exactly what Joe Biden is doing. Spending more money to destroy the American family. Spending more money to turn down inflation is literally the opposite of the thing that you would do if you wanted to actually solve inflation. So what can you do about it? Well, you can text Benny to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit to protect your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Have you ever uh, looked at your IRA over the last month or two? What's going on? Have you looked at your 401ks? Ladies and gentlemen, now is time to invest in gold. Do not let the left devalue your savings. Text Benny to 989898 and claim your free, no obligation info kit for Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with Birch Gold, and Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Let them help you do it. They helped my family, and boy, it is a comfort. Go gold, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Alex Stein was mobbed. He did something so effective, and he does this regularly. He goes out and he confronts the protesters for Alex Stein. And what he finds is that these brain-damaged lizard people uh, end up just behaving like the mutant academy freaks that they actually are. And what happened yesterday is Alex walked up 
to the group of feral, drooling protesters and started to ask them, why are you protesting me? This is such an effective tactic. Now, a lot of conservatives don't use this tactic. I'm not sure I would recommend it as somebody who had uh, who was technically attacked when I was speaking at my alma mater a few weeks ago. A guy went up and kicked over my projector. Uh, but, you know, you do end up taking your life into your own hands by doing this. You have no idea how mentally ill these people are chewing on Chinese fentanyl all day. So Alex Stein, however, balls of brass, walks over and confronts them. And what ended up happening is a grotesque demonstration of truly how brain dead these people are. Watch. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I am too, guys. I'm primetime 99. I just want to say you guys are a poor representation of the youth of our nation. Why is there any big booty Latinas that go to school here? You think I am saying, look, this is the future. This is our future. We are fun. Okay, so that's just an opening clip of what happened to Alex Stein at Penn State. I think ALX, let's uh let's go ahead and clip out the the spitting on. Let's make sure that we get that because it's a longer clip that Alex posted. I want to play that and I want to get his response because, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Alex Stein right now. Benny, thank you for having me on. I'm so mad that the event didn't go because I wanted them to come kick over my freaking projector. I wanted them to come in and, uh, you know, uh, uh, shut down. I mean, I guess they did technically shut down the event. But when they came and, you know, your viral video that was so epic where that guy just kicked over the projector. uh, I was hoping for something like that, too. I was hoping they would bum rush the event, but instead the event got canceled. I know. And it would have been incredible. The content that we could have gotten. From you actually talking at the event. Now, you, you, you are you are a, a couple things here. You elicit a response that I don't get when I go to campuses because they, they can't stand your bars, I don't think. I, I think it's your <laughs> rapping. I have no capacity to rap. And I think it's because you rap and because you call AOC a big booty Latina and you use humor to ridicule these people. And it's the reason why free speech is the first thing to go because they can't stand being made fun of. They now, can't stand being ridiculed. I want you to talk about that tactic. Well, I mean, I think that's the only way we break these kids from this trauma-based mind control. I mean, you know, we talk about these colleges. They're basically indoctrination farms where they can radicalize children to believe left-wing ideas that they don't even probably really believe in. They just think that that's what the social acceptable norm is. So, like, that young girl that spit on me, she's probably, you know, if she wasn't on 10 different antidepressants, she'd probably be a nice person. But she's been radicalized by these professors and by these teachers and by the media. So, really, honestly, Benny, I'm, I'm almost empathetic because I remember when I was in college, during 2008 when uh, you know the, the, it was the occupied movement and the financial crash i remember that kind of made people anti-political but now what the media has done is they made it where you have to be political and you have to pick a side and a lot of these young kids unfortunately are picking the wrong side because you know this when you go to a turning point event the kids at sas are all great i mean they're all fun they would never act like this so there is a huge discrepancy between these crazy leftists and these, you know, quote unquote, conservative college students, because I've been at both events and they're night and day difference. 
I've never seen anything like it. And you confronted some protesters, a slightly more peaceful protesters, but also still like brain damaged and screaming at Student Action Summit here in Tampa. Um, why? I mean, why are they so unhappy? Well, I think it's identity politics. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be unhappy. I mean, you look at the way our country's going. I mean, inflation, people are struggling. People can barely afford to fill up their gas tank. And you have a president that can't string two sentences together with his son, you know, smoking crack. And, you know, all they do is talk about abortion. All they do is talk about these social issues when there's serious problems. They have literally Dylan Mulvaney, who's been a girl for 200 days, gets to go to the White House. Yet a woman that's had six kids and been a woman her whole life will never get to meet Joe Biden. So we live in the upside down clown world so these kids are all a victim of it and like i said earlier i'm almost empathetic i would like to help them even though i go out there and you could say oh i'm instigating really when i first went out there i want to talk to them i would love to have an open dialogue because i say why are you protesting what do you have against me that i called aoc a big booty latina that makes you so mad that you want to spit on me and assault me there's something more there it's not just what my what i do or my content it's something internalized that they feel like they just you know, they have to have a villain. And uh, unfortunately, I was that villain yesterday. So tell us. Uh, so give us the lead up to you walking into this protest. And again, this you can, you have no idea if unless you've stared these people in the face and like smelled them. You have no idea how uh, intimidating it can be to walk in because these people are mentally ill. And it's 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 a very dangerous thing. I'm not sure I'd recommend it, quite frankly, uh, but it makes for incredible content. And so explain to me what what the scene was, sort of lay out the scene, what was happening, and your decision point to walk in there. Okay, so uh, I had an event with Gavin McInnes. We sold out. We had 300 people in a lecture hall. It was going to be filmed, and there was multiple student groups that were going to protest it. So, of course, before the event happened, I was like, well, let me go out there. They have these signs. I'm going to go you know, talk to them and see if I can you know, get some content, maybe get some interviews. As soon as I walked out there, they mobbed me. They went after me. You know, They called me a fascist. And I said, well, what is a fascist? And Benito Mussolini defined fascism as the merger of corporation and state. That's not me. I'm anti-establishment. I want corporation and state to be as far away as possible. But these people, they don't even know what a fascist is. So so this is the other thing. I would never recommend anybody to go in front of these college kids and try to, you know, talk to them or go to these protests. But the, the as crazy as those as all every single protester was there, they don't realize I'm even crazier. And that's what we have to do is we have to fight fire with fire, though, Benny. I mean, that's the only way we win this culture war. I mean, it's people like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. They love this Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. And that's where you, you use projection or you accuse the enemy of what you're doing. And really, that's kind of what we have to do is, is I don't want to – listen, I'm a pig, so I can live in the mud all day. And not a lot of people can do what I do. But we have to kind of give them a dose of their own medicine because they're only going to be more emboldened to cancel our speeches to kick over your projectors and basically limit our you know god-given right of freedom of speech well you weren't allowed to speak freely but people were allowed to speak and spit on you here's the clip in super slow-mo really gross here this is your trigger warning ladies and gentlemen you are about to see some uh disgusting feral broke brain brain damaged lizard spit watch <laughs> Yeah, I think you're a nice one, man. My favorite girl, my favorite girl.
That's a salt, brother. <laughs> okay. All right. So sickening. Also, um, you know, did you get her number? Uh, is this someone that you're planning on talking to later? Uh, did you guys go out and, you know, get uh, get some wings after this? I tried to take her to Chili's to go get the dip trio. That's what I want to do. But, you know, and I'm going to auction off that jacket. And all the, all the proceeds are going to go to Vladimir Zelensky. If we can give him another $10 billion, <laughs> that's how we can fix this problem. So for the people out there, it'll be on eBay very shortly. And like I said, all proceeds will go to the fight in the Ukraine. We have to support Vladimir Zelensky. But that's another thing, Benny. We're, we're about to fight World War III. And, uh, you know, all they want to do is talk about abortion, invite uh, yeah. Dylan Mulvaney, the wise. We have serious issues in this country, and it all gets distracted. This is another situation where I go viral, and I almost feel guilty because now we're talking about, you know, oh, Alex signed a college campus when there are huge, major problems. And a lot of our politicians and people in charge are not addressing them. They're actually making the problems way worse. Okay, so uh, uh, one quick follow-up on the spit. Are, are th This is assault. You're, are you going to mm -hmm. press charges? Well, I am. I'm, I'm suing the university. And, you know, I, I'm trying to, you know, my biological father, Tucker Carlson, is going to cover it tonight. He reached out, and he's, he wants me to find her, her information. So I have some conservative student groups trying to find it. But this is the thing, is then I become the big bad bully if I sue her because you know, then I'm punching down. So I'm choosing to punch up, and I'm going to go after the university. Nobody likes to get spit on. And, you know, if she was a 300-pound guy, with really bad breath, it'd be a little different. The fact that she was a college co-ed makes it a little more acceptable. I mean, that's just the God's honest truth. But it's still not acceptable to get spit on. I, what she did was, you know, abhorrent, or I, I don't know how to pronounce that word correctly, but it was disgusting. It was, she's going to be embarrassed about that because that video is going to live on for infamy. You shared it. Everybody shared it. You know, people with millions of followers have shared it. So she's going to be embarrassed one day. Right now, she might think, oh, I spit on a fascist. But in a year from now, two years from now, she's going to be like, why am I on camera hawking a loogie when she's trying to get a job? So I, I actually kind I think I think she she's going to get her punishment. It's going to come in a different form than me going after her getting arrested. But the university, no, they are on the hook, and I'm going to reel them in, and I'm going to eat them for dinner. Sweet. I mean, yeah, that's right. Speaking <laughs> of eating for dinner, I mean, that girl's going to be uh, she's going to get some worthless gender studies degree. She's going to go mm -hmm. apply for a job at Sweet Green, and they're going to be like, "I know you from somewhere. What <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah, you spit on everything. No, you're not hired here at Sweet Green. We're sorry. Like, you can't make salads for people. How much do you? Uh, what, what? What do you think the over under is on the fact that this person probably loved to wear a mask, probably loved Dr. Fauci's. Uh, uh, COVID decrees, right? To stay six feet apart from people, not no exchange of bodily fluid. And here we are, like fast forward, a, a minute later, she's literally spitting on a stranger who she thinks is a fascist. Yeah, I know. And Benny, you know, I'm not vaccinated. So, you know, I have the coronavirus 1000% now. So thanks a lot to her. You know, she definitely got me infected. And on top of that, this is the other thing I want to say. When we were leaving the event, we had to get in the car. We had to get a police escort. But the police even said that this crowd was rowdier and more insane than the Jerry Sandusky and Joe Paterno riots. That wow. So, so but, but this is my point. I don't think it's because of the actions. It's because these kids have gotten more radicalized. So that's the trajectory of these students. It's, it's not even the content of what they're protesting, but the protesters 
are getting more radicalized. Wow. So final question here, Alex, what's what's the fix here? Because we talk about darkness in the soul, and I believe this really does come from a, whether it's, you know, whether it's performing for children at drag shows, whether it's radical uh, race ideology or sexual ideology, uh, it's comes from a darkness inside the soul. It comes from this idea that, you know, you were created wrong or that God doesn't love you or that God doesn't exist. And, And really, when you start to think that you have value in this world, you stop behaving like this. And if you start to think that you have a, you had a, you have a creator, then you start, you start to like value your life and the lives of other people around you. This seems like such a darkened, sunken place that these poor children have gotten warped into through higher education and through vertically integrated corporate media and and culture. Um, and it's, it's bad. It needs to be reversed. What's your thoughts on reversing it? Benny, you nailed it. This is the problem is they actually teach these kids that two rocks smashed together and then everything came from nothing. That is provably false, guys. We did not evolve from the pre-mortal soup. We're not from pond scum. We were created by God and people need to find that, but they are hiding the creator. And, and, and I know we only have a short time, but it's, it's literally satanic. It comes out of the Bible and this is Genesis chapter 11, verse nine. And in that, it's the Tower of Babel, and Nimrod wanted to build the kingdom of heaven to go kill God. And what God did is he broke them up in different tribes and made it so they couldn't communicate. So right now, these evil people like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are basically trying to reverse engineer that, get us under one ruler, and so that ruler will be Satan here on earth. So we do need to find God. We need to realize that we wouldn't be here. We won the lottery of life. At one point, Benny, we had 8,000 grandparents all had to, you know, have, make love, get, you know, everything had to go right for us to even be here. So we are lucky. We are blessed by God. And once people realize that, they'll start, you know, realizing, hey, my life is important. Maybe, maybe my time here is important and my life isn't meaningless. And when you take away that meaningless feeling, it gives you hope. And I think that hope can uh, really help people's mental health state. Yeah. I mean, it cannot be stated enough, ladies and gentlemen, please follow Alex Stein. Um, you got to follow him on his Twitter, I think is one of your most effective platforms. Where can people follow and find your work, Alex? Instagram. And then, you know, I have a show coming out in November on Blaze. Finally coming out. Primetime Alex Stein show. So, you know, I hope you'll be a guest and I hope you guys will tune in. And I, I really I just want to say, Benny, you really have helped me by sharing my content. You've really helped me in all my social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. So I really uh, I give you a lot of credit. Thank you so much for giving me a platform. Final shout out, he uses ridicule. Nobody uses ridicule. We're, we live in a party of doomers. Oh, every, you go to every conservative event. Oh, things are going bad. Things are bad now. We don't like things. We're upset. And nobody gives an alternative that is optimistic, that is funny, that uses humor. You watch Saturday Night Live now. You watch late night TV. They're all getting canceled because nobody's funny anymore. And so why not take that ground? Dude, you retreated from the mountaintop. We'll go take it. And Alex Stein is one of those people who like can take that mountaintop. And so I was like immediately, it's such a powerful weapon, ridiculing those who are above ridicule. Right. And, and, and they freak out. And so you do the, you do it better than anyone in the movement, I think. Well, you nailed it. Saturday Night Live used to be you know, a great show years ago, and now they're so politically correct, they can only make fun of Trump. So they can't use humor. So there's a huge void, and people like myself are filling it, people like you are filling it. So people want this content. They want to be a little politically incorrect. We don't necessarily want to be mean or xenophobic, but we want to be able to make fun of each other and have a laugh. But now in this you know, politically correct society, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, you're bringing it back. So bring it back. Alex bring it Stein, back. prime time. Thank you so much for being on the program. Godspeed and take a shower. 
Yes, sir. Thanks. I never. No, I would keep it on me. And I'm selling the jacket. All proceeds go to Vladimir Zelensky. We're going to help you, Vlad. We're coming. We're on our way. We're bringing more resources. Don't you worry. <laughs> Godspeed. We hope that he gets his rabies test. We hope he gets his COVID test. We hope he gets his monkeypox test. Alex Stein, national treasure. Always an honor to have him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please go follow his Twitter accounts and his social media accounts on Instagram and on Twitter. And we look forward to his Blaze show. So uh, something that Joe Biden isn't looking forward to is getting... uh, anywhere at the White House because he got lost yesterday. Again, at the White House, Joe Biden gets lost in his own garden. More worrying footage shows that president asks, where do I go? While looking confused after planting a tree at the White House. Joe Biden lost at the White House. First off, have you ever been to the White House? The White House is like, it might seem really big and intimidating uh, in Hollywood and on movies. It's not. It's very teeny. It's very small. So It's not a big place. The White House is a very small place, actually. It's an old house and it's built like way back in the day. And so it's like a mansion from way back in the day when like people were teenier and when, um, you know, y- you didn't need that much. And so Joe Biden getting lost inside this teeny house. Pretty scary. Watch. Thank you, guys. Mr. Haney. Where are we going? Like on that Okay, he's wandering around. Where am I going? What's going on here? Well, Joe Biden, uh, not his most embarrassing thing that he did yesterday, getting lost inside of the house that he lives in that is, again, very small. Like like McMansions in the suburbs are much bigger than the White House. Joe Biden said that um, we've elected our first black Indian uh, based on Kamala Harris as, as, as president? I don't know, man. Like, play these clips back to back. Here's Joe Biden talking about Kamala's uh, history saying you elected your first black Indian. Someone's going to have to explain to me uh, that. And then saying that Kamala Harris is president. And you elected the highest ranking black Indian with Indian background woman in American history to be vice president. Happy birthday, great president. Uh, We know uh, your mom's always with you. Yes. That was the same day. It was the same day. This is all from yesterday. We're not cherry picking here. We're not like going... And being like, all right, let's drag up the, let's go into the dungeon and drag up the worst of Joe Biden. No, this is from yesterday. So this is Joe wandering around still yesterday at the podium talking about magic wands. Guys, this is like just your, we got to make a, we got to make like a, like a, a series here. Okay. Like your daily dementia for with Joe Biden. Here's your daily dementia. This is, this is what human decline looks like. Joe Biden wandering. Anything is possible for us. There's nothing we've ever said. No, 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 no. We can't do that. And everybody thought I was nuts when I when I had asked the question, if I could do one thing, what would you do? I'd do something that didn't answer any of the real questions we just had, but just demonstrate we can still do anything. If I could wave a wand, I'd cure cancer. Why? Because no one believes it can be done. But we're starting to do it. 
There's nothing beyond our capacity. I mean it. Not a joke. Not a joke. So, folks, look. You are the key. Stop getting so close to people. Again, like, again, Joe Biden keeps grabbing people and, like, slobbering on them and breathing on them. Like, stop it. This is, this charade is really starting to make my skin crawl. Like, why is he so close to the camera? I don't even like watching that footage. Man, imagine being a Joe Biden staffer. Imagine being proud of voting for Joe Biden. Imagine voting for Joe Biden and, like, saying, yeah, real proud of that. Really, Jake, I'm excited. That's a good thing I did. That's a good thing I did. Man, not even the Saudis who are like wholly dependent on American might militarily to survive and American purchasing of their oil can hold back on making fun of Joe Biden. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman mocks Biden 79, making fun of his gaffes and questioning his mental acuity. Whoa. Saudi Crown Prince MBS, as he is known. Is no fan of Biden. The 37-year-old Saudi ruler mocks Biden in private, making fun of the 79-year-old's gaffes and mental acuity. Saudi government insiders told the Wall Street Journal, yikes. Crown Prince, colloquially known as MBS, has told advisors that is not impressed with Biden since his time as vice president. Much preferred Trump. Well, hell yeah. MBS's disdain was on full display when he led OPEC to a decision to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day, even though Joe Biden... Uh, bitched and whined and cried about it in Washington, D.C. The move was seen as a major blow to Biden's efforts to fight inflation. One drastic option has been suggested in selling all U.S. Treasury bonds if Congress passes an anti-OPEC legislation. The Saudis holding nearly $120 in U.S. Treasury bonds. Yo, they're trying to destroy the petrol dollar, which is the destruction of the American dollar, by the way. The petrol dollar, the value of the dollar is wholesale propped up by the deal that was struck in the 1970s to sell oil exclusively in dollars with the Saudis. So if you want to talk about like actually wrecking this country, this is how you do it. How would you bring down America? Well, you destroy the petrol dollar. Biden is planning to reevaluate Washington's relationship with Riyadh and see it as serving his national security interests. He promoted during a CNN interview last week that there should be consequences for the decision led by Riyadh. Hmm. Well, Joe Biden is releasing the strategic petroleum reserve to bring down oil prices. This is, of course, a should be illegal for any president to do this. You should not be allowed to do this. Strategic oil reserve is meant to be used in wartime. Joe Biden is artificially deflating gas prices around the country. Speaking of artificially deflating, Hillary Clinton's face has been artificially and artificially deflated and inflated throughout the last 30 years. She looks like a complete freak in a video that she released yesterday talking about how Republicans are getting ready to steal a 2024 election. What the hell? You're like looking at like, like all we hear about is election denialism and how that's the most evil thing and how it'll lead to actual violence in the streets. And we've detailed the actual violence that's happening in the street from the left. And this is how it happens. Witches like Hillary Clinton. Watch. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead, because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, 
state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. Wait a second. Can we impeach her now? I don't get it. I'm I'm a little confused. So questioning uh, that an election is going to be stolen or was stolen, that's supposed to be an impeachable offense, right? That's supposed to get your supporters thrown in the clink. You're not allowed to say that. You get kicked off social media, right? We're not allowed to say that, right? There are, there are hard and fast rules against these kind of claims. So why the hell is Hillary Clinton allowed to go around masquerading, I guess, doing her best Donald Trump impression, but like previewing 2024. Also, more importantly, and what we have heard is that Hillary Clinton will be running in 2024. She looks to supplant Joe Biden. She's looking to run on like some type of weird hybrid moderate ticket. And that Hillary Clinton is planning on already setting herself up to be the election stealer claimer right now. This is what you're seeing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you descend into total and complete madness. Uh, you have a party that already is primed years out from the election by their candidate that is all going to be stolen. This is what happens. This is Hillary Clinton. I mean, there is no dumpster that is on fire that is at the bottom of whatever seventh circle of hell uh, that Hillary Clinton could not crawl into. This woman is absolute and pure evil. Speaking of a uh, seventh circle of hell, could you imagine going on The View? Man, that's what Ted Cruz did yesterday. Ted Cruz went on The View and was clocked into oblivion, not just by The View, the hens of The View, but also by people in the audience, which is crazy. Ted Cruz was shouted down by protesters inside of the uh, hyper-controlled audience of The View. They do a live show out of New York, out of Manhattan. The people have to be masked. They have to sit there in their little bubbles and they have to clap like drooling brain damaged seals uh, in order to get onto the views, uh, into the views studio. And to sit there, ah, it's so smart. I agree with myself 100% of the time. And this is what happens when Ted Cruz goes on there and spits hot fire. So they were yelling at Ted Cruz. Got it. I'm sure that's going to, I'm sure Ted Cruz is going to like go home. He's going to rethink his life. He's going to ponder. He's going to stare at the stars. He's going to like really think about it and become like a anti-oil leftist. This is well done. You really, you've upset, you've upset the established order here. Ted Cruz gone forever. Whoopi Goldberg actually had to kick out the protesters, a rare sight. Check it out. Friedman explained that in the United States, inflation has one cause and one cause only. In, inflation in the United States has one cause and one cause only, and that is when the federal government 
spends too much money. Okay. We have seen trillions and trillions of dollars spent by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Just last year, last year, the federal government took in $4 trillion in tax revenues. Most money in history we've ever taken in. The problem is we spent nearly $7 trillion. And that's what we do cover climate here, guys. We do cover climate. Ladies, ladies, excuse us. Let us do our job. Let us do our job. We hear what you have to say, but you got to go. You gotta go, you gotta let us do our job. They weren't even protesting you. You gotta let us do our job. I couldn't even hear what they were protesting. Well, I took Thank you. Oh my God, could you imagine going on The View? I mean, could, like, on The View, you're five against one on stage, you're 500 against one in the audience, you're five million against one with the a- average national viewership. It is a lost cause. But Ted Cruz did his damnedest and we think was very, very brave on stage, calling them all election deniers to their faces by bringing up the fact that Hillary Clinton happened to also be an election denier and she denied elections on The View, along with Joe Biden, Al Gore, Bill Clinton, a ton of others are election deniers, and he pulled out a list, which is incredible. Ted Cruz bringing the receipts on The View. This is very special because go ahead and watch what Whoopi Goldberg says here as a Pavlovian broke brain response to Ted Cruz talking about election denialism. And you'll see sort of the full trend of our show come full circle. Anytime a Republican is in front of a TV camera, try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump stole the election. You don't do it to Stacey Abrams, who said said that the election was stolen. They sat here and said it was illegitimate, and and you guys were fine with it. Okay, so 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 it's illegitimate when Republicans win, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. we don't try to change, but we'll go Did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and, and police cars well, were being yeah, fired? You Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence? Really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. Like, we how didn't do we do, make you sense just of accused that? us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said we it's sitting here, and you were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate yes, for Republicans to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning, and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. Who okay, took the Look. call? As did Stacey Abrams. All right. Sonny she, she, she sat there while, oh, while okay. Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn says in. Trump is an illegitimate Too president. Hillary right. Clinton says the election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was well, selected, not elected. Joe Biden, <laughs> Al Gore was, was elected president. So Joe Biden... Yeah. We just George said we don't Bush scream at each other, right? Or, do, or, or is it just you that gets okay. to scream? Okay, no, no, I agree. Okay, I... then lower your voice because okay. we are very close okay. to each other. But, but, but... La 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 This is the left when you bring up the fact that they are fascistic in their tactics. You saw it with your own two eyes. They burned cities to the ground. They looted, they mobbed, and they killed. They slaughtered people for fun. David Dorn, a cop, is dead because the left allowed it. Alex Stein is being spit on to this day because the left allows it, because there is absolutely no punishment for these people. Uh, Rubio staffer is sitting in the hospital right now, will be needing major surgery because he was attacked for being a Republican. 
This is the power vacuum that can happen inside of a world where they control the full narratives. This is why we do this show, and it's why this work is important, because there needs to be an alternative. We are very, very proud to be part of the building of that alternative. There has to be a world where reality exists, and reality looks like this. You can call out the Antifa mobs. And you can say, wait a second, and like the left didn't get its way in 2016, and so they rioted for four straight years. Not for two hours, for four straight years. And they slaughtered, and they murdered. And the only person killed during January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. Meanwhile, hundreds of Americans were slaughtered by leftist riots throughout Donald Trump's term on Donald Trump's First day in office, I lived in Washington, D.C. He was inaugurated and they burned the city to the ground. They lit cars on fire. They overturned trash bins. They screamed, we like to show you the no meme. That's funny. But hundreds of Antifa were arrested the day of Donald Trump's inauguration. So don't give me this bull. You don't know what an Antifa riot is. You choose to be blind to it. And that is the major difference. We will show you. You will see. And you will see come this November. There's going to be some very special things happening. We have it on good authority that Joe Biden is going to get beat up pretty bad after the elections. Yo, imagine what's going to happen to Joe Biden with no media protection. Imagine. We're starting to see the uh, cracks in the wall right now. And this uh, this old rotted, rusty Titanic is going to find itself at the bottom of the ocean. The hull has been breached. Joe Biden was complicit in six white collar crimes, including tax evasion, using non-public info for financial gain and illegally utilizing his alias email, a 630 page watchdog report of contents on Hunter Biden laptop claims. This is huge. This is the work that is done by a nonprofit called Marco Polo. This is the work that the FBI should have been doing on Hunter Biden's laptop. The FBI, of course, thoroughly corrupt, and the top agents and leadership there must be fired post-haste. They must withhold all funding to the FBI, and they must withhold all funding to the DOJ. Congress must. This is the value of Congress until these rat's nest is cleaned out. This is what the FBI should have been doing with the laptop that they have had since 2018 at the FBI. But it falls to a watchdog organization called Marco Polo to go through the laptop and compile an exhausting 634-page report on the contents of the laptop. We covered this last week, but here's what we didn't cover because this is new. The details inside of this report uh, claim 459 crimes were committed by Hunter Biden, including prostitution offenses, distribution and possession of drugs, defrauding government agencies, illegal foreign lobbying, and so on. Enough to put Hunter Biden away for many, many lifetimes. Hunter Biden should never see the light of day ever again. I hope he is uh, enjoying uh, lighting up that final little crack rock in that pipe because he is not going to get that in prison. The report published by founder Garrett Ziegler, 26-year-old former Trump White House aide, claims that Joe is complicit in tax evasion, violations of the Presidential Records Act and Foreign Agent Registration Act, FARA, that's a big one, and using of non-public information for a government job for financial gain. These are massive crimes. And he says that these are the ones that are relating directly to Joe Biden. While Hunter Biden has hundreds of crimes, there are at least six involving Joe 
that can be found in this laptop dated from 2010 to 2016. Now imagine if you had had that laptop for the next two years. What more crimes are Joe complicit in? After he left office, this was when Joe was being careful. This is report has been sent to all 535 members of the House and the Senate. Neither the White House nor Hunter Biden's lawyers have responded to the Daily Mail for comment on this. I am reading to you from the Daily Mail. In combative text messages with Marco Polo operative on Monday, Hunter's Hollywood attorney, Kevin Morris, called the report a package of libel. Oh, interesting. So hopefully this thing will be hopefully this thing will be litigated in court. That would be wonderful. Marco Polo claims that Joe was involved in attempted tax evasion by failing to declare the IRS alleged gift of having thousands of dollars in his personal bills paid by Hunter's company. The report claims in June 2010, Hunter Biden's business partner at Rosemont Seneca, Eric Schwerin, uh, $5,000 worth of bills for Joe Biden and his home maintenance. Schwerin wrote, your dad's Delaware tax refund check came in today. I'm depositing it in his account. Okay. So Joe Biden's getting a refund from the federal government. Hope you enjoyed it. Biden crime family, you're going to be destroyed. Your, your days are numbered. I mean, truly, once you once you lose your corporate media protection, uh, it's going to be open season uh, on the Biden crime family and on what they have done. I mean, everyone has you can see it right now. The DOJ is going to be pressing charges. We have those reports. They're going to be low level charges. And then the GOP Congress, they are going to get involved. And now with the new Bannon rule. Get ready for those subpoenas to fly, ladies and gentlemen. And we are very, very, very eager for this to start happening. Republicans and free-minded people in this country, people who care about this country, need to start seeing justice. And we will begin to see it. Tomorrow, we will be joined by Blake Masters, a Senate candidate in Arizona. And we're very excited about that. Blake will talk about what he will do inside of the Senate. Uh, were he to win, what investigations would he be bringing? Blake Masters is a very smart guy. Maybe he has something to say about this story. Maybe he has something to say about the Hunter Biden laptop. Blake Masters is a tech genius. Uh, let's talk to him about the Hunter Biden laptop. Please join us tomorrow for that. Please join us tomorrow because we have our priorities straight, ladies and gentlemen. God, family, country. This is what we care about in this nation. This is why we do this show. We have our priorities ordered correctly because we are free men and free women. And we're going to stay that way because we're going to fight and we're going to save America. So, Holla back at Alex Stein. Follow that man. He's a very brave man. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow for Blake Masters, which is going to be very big on this show. Blake Masters is going to take the seat for Mark Kelly in Arizona. We're going to flip that state bright red. It's going to be beautiful. Thank you very much for watching. My name is Benny Johnson, and this has been The Benny Show.